it's all about their story because I want to tell the good, the bad, and the ugly. How did you get to what you accomplished as an entrepreneur? I love to just ask them about failing. I love to ask about succeeding, some of their daily habits, their rituals. Mindset is probably the most predominant subject that we we end up talking about because Henry Ford said it best. It's one of my favorite quotes. Whether you think you can or can't, you're right. And that is the common theme with all of these people that we deem successful. They just thought they could. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Once again, we are live here in Park City at the uh, 10th Annual Winter Mastermind. It's been amazing. I've had such an amazing string of guests that have come in here. And we've got kind of a unique guest today. We do member profiles. We do sort of more like of your famous guests, if you will, on this podcast. Uh, You have fame, I'm sure, but not a member yet. Not a member at this point. We have guests at these events. And my uh, my friend, my new friend to my right here, J.M. Ryerson, is an entrepreneur. He's a coach. He's a podcaster himself, so he'll be he'll be judging and, and making sure I'm doing everything <laughs> right here. Uh, is a guest of the event, JM. Welcome for uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, Jamie. This is awesome. This whole event, by the way. Yes, I'm a guest. <laughs> I don't feel like a guest, That's other cute. than I guess if you treat guests well, then I do feel like a guest. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. And you were brought here by Eric Cabral. I was. He was uh, the last person to talk to me about GoBundance, and I believe in the rule of three, man. And after my neighbor Mike McCarthy is a guest on my show. Eric was a guest. They all said, you got to check out GoBundance. So about three weeks ago, I'm like, okay. And here I am. Here you are. Well, let's get a little more on you. I mentioned coach, podcaster, all of that. Give us the serial entrepreneur. Give us the background. Yeah, man. So uh, Let's Go Win is my fourth company that I've built. Um, The first three, uh, it was in financial services. And I was really the guy that put teams together. I would work with the sales guys. But it was all about culture and leadership. That was really my job. I didn't get a ton of fulfillment out of the work in terms of financial services. If you were to ask me anything about caps, rates, you know, bonds, mutual funds, like I don't know, man. That's not what I did. But I, I mean, I'm pretty good at building teams. Sure. And so what happened is I wrote a book for my kids, and it's called "Let's Go Win: Keys to Living Your Best Life." And the idea was, if I died, I wanted my kids to know not my thoughts necessarily, but my lessons for my parents, my grandparents, authors, mentors. I wanted them to have that. Well, that spun into, hey, man, can you coach this athlete? It started with a, a professional golfer. And I was like, sure. And then it was like, hey, man, can you help my son lose 80 pounds? Sure. And I just kept saying yes. And I love it, man. Yeah. So the entire reason that Let's Go In is exists today is to help people live their best life, to inspire them to live their best life. And that led to the podcast. And I wake up every day and I get to work with people that want to go live their best life. It's pretty awesome. So that's what I'm doing, man. I I mean, truth be told, if I could just write and podcast and that was it, yeah, that's what I do. I'm in the same spot. It's funny you say that. And it's interesting. I, it took me something. I, we talked a little bit before we recorded about corporate guy as well, left the job, not fulfilled. Like you, like I, I, people ask about like insurance-related questions on a claim, and I'm like, I don't remember. I don't know. I didn't care about that. I liked. I had a big team. I loved helping develop people. That's what I really enjoyed. It just happened to be in the insurance industry, right? I wasn't an insurance. I wasn't an insurance guy. I was a leader. I felt. But one of the things I've had to embrace is that my purpose is exactly what you described. I've said that. People ask what's your purpose. It's to inspire and motivate others to live their best life. Mm. When did you accept that? That is a really good question. Uh, I I think it's been the last couple of years because 
the first time I wrote the book, I was an imposter. So yeah. I'm answering your question, but it'll be a little long. And I'll, I'll, yeah. So the gal I was working with said, man, you're selfish. And I said, what are you talking? I don't feel like I'm a selfish person. She said, if you only share this book with two human beings, you are selfish. Cool. Lesson learned. Let's publish the book. Yeah. What happened when I coached the, the golfer to making cuts, because he had missed like 12 cuts in a row. And a month later, he's, he's like making cuts where things are going well. Mm. Then I helped a kid lose 80 pounds. And, but what, what was fascinating about it, Jamie, is the people I was working with, not only was that starting to get fixed professionally, yeah. their love life every single time flourished. And so what I realized is these basic mindset and habits, if we can just upgrade, which might be the name of my next book, might not be, <laughs> uh, but if we can just upgrade our habits and our mindset, you can upgrade anything, your relationship, your business. I mean, you name it. And so that's when I think I accepted, like, I think it's normal. Like, oh, you should know this stuff. It's not necessarily, we weren't taught just like, I'm not great with money necessarily. Yeah. There's an education that comes with it. And through reading, through coaching, I just finally said, you know what? I'm actually pretty good at this. So that's interesting that you say that. Cause I wonder that too as I navigate my post-W2 career, people ask for advice and mm. ask for counseling. And I always feel like, to your point, uh, uh, a morning routine and these basic habits uh, to do X is like, well, they don't want that. I mean, that's, that's a given. But do you find yourself as you're coaching people and you're coaching people to do incredible things, 80 pounds loss for, for a kid, that's amazing, or make 12 cuts. Does it just boil down to that? Like, do you find yourself almost, I don't wanna say, I don't wanna oversimplify it, but almost repeating yourself with each and every client in their own unique way. It's not like every client, like you just, okay, do this, do this, move on, next, do this. But you know what I'm saying? Like, do you find yourself there? Is that the element of a coach that makes you great at it? Is it a consistently basic approach? Yes, is the answer. And, and the second book is called Champions Daily Playbook. And it's literally because I kept repeating myself, <laughs> kept repeating myself. I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Just write the book. It's right here. <laughs> and so here's what's crazy. This is what drives me crazy. I love it, but it drives me crazy about coaching. If you follow this plan yeah. for 90 days, I don't care what the goal is. What, we, what I've found, 80% of people will immediately obtain that goal if they just follow it. The challenge is getting them to do it. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know if it's self-sabotage, limiting beliefs, laziness. Yeah. But brother, I'm telling you, man, I'm just like, just write this down. Take care of your mind, your body, and your soul every single day, period. Yeah. Be grateful. Do three things that you're grateful for. Just verbalize it. And it's simple, but only simple if you're willing to do it. Yeah. How do you embed accountability? Have you learned, have you figured that part out yet? No, I don't know how you do that because <laughs> unless you're literally there yeah. always saying, did you do it? And even then, so my wife, I said, Hey, I want you to commit to doing this. And I think she got through like 13 straight days and she finally looked at me. She's like, I, I just can't, mm -hmm. can't. And I was like, it only takes five minutes a day, but it's just not how she is wired. So but I don't know if I asked her to do it instead of somebody asking me. So like the kid that lost the 80 pounds, he did. He committed, man. He was like, I'm in. What's funny, when I met him, he didn't know he was meeting with me. Hmm. The dad had asked me, hey, will you work with my son? And I had known him for a long time. I said, sure. So I, when I met him, I was like, hey, man, you ready to do this? He's like, I don't even know what we're doing. <laughs> and I was like, look, 
your dad would like you to see you here. In fact, he's willing to buy you a new car if we get there. Wow. And so I was like, let's go, man. Let's, why not? And so what's cool about it is, yes, the weight fell off. But to see him thrive mentally, yeah. the confidence rising was so, I, I, that is what gets me out of bed. Amazing, amazing. How many clients uh, have you worked with over the years? I'm kind of curious. That's a great question. <laughs> I don't know. Several hundred. That many? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. So I was at lunch the other day and a guy said, hey, did you, were you ever concerned that you didn't know what you're talking about? And I was like, no, not really. He goes, well, what's your certification? I said, I don't know, man. I read about 30 books a year. The School of Hard Knocks. I have a psychology degree, but that was a long time ago. Sure. And what I told him is I was like, look, if you follow a system and it works for you and it's it's supporting what you're trying to accomplish, you'll do great. Yeah. But it was just funny because he was like, man, if you don't have a certification from some guru, you don't know what you're talking about. I was like, okay, I get it. Yeah. Where did Tony Robbins get his certification from? Right. He had a, a great mentor, Jim Rohn, right? So if you think about it, if you have the intent to help someone, you'll figure it out. Yeah, 100%. So talk about the podcast. Let's go in podcast. What does that look like? Who, what kind of guests? What do you try to accomplish with that podcast? Yeah, man. So this is my favorite forum. So if I just geek out for a while, um, executives, entrepreneurs, athletes, former athletes, it's all about their story because I want to tell the good, the bad, and the ugly how did you get to what you accomplished as an entrepreneur? And so I love to just ask them about failing. I love to ask about succeeding, some of their daily habits, their rituals. Um, mindset is probably the most predominant subject that we, we end up talking about because Henry Ford said it best. It's one of my favorite quotes. Whether you think you can or can't, you're right. Yeah. And that is the common theme with all of these people that have, we, we deem successful. They just thought they could. Yeah. And so we just tell those stories, man. So I, I do that uh, main guest, 30 to 45 minutes approximately. And then I do a five to 15 minute Tuesday tune-up is what I call it. And that's just talking about some of the ideas or quotes that I really enjoy and what I got from it. I love it. I love it. What is it about podcast? Because you mentioned, like, this is kind of your favorite medium. Uh, I'm curious. This is a real curious question because I love this as well. I've, I've done some posts on this. Like, if you ask me of all the things that I do, like, like, I had $500 million in the bank tomorrow and I didn't have to do anything. What would I do? I would do this. Mm. I would still do this. I'd do, I'd do double the amount for free. What is it about podcasting for you? Yeah, man. So I get like electrocuted every time I do this, yeah. not as a guest. I, I enjoy doing this as well, but I more rather be in your chair. Yeah. I love being the host because I'm curious, man. I want to ask questions. Yeah. So it's almost become like a selfish endeavor because I'm getting so much from it. Yeah. And I feel like if I'm getting something from it, I think my audience will as well. So quite literally, every time I get done, I feel like I'm inspired. Now, have I had a couple guests where maybe it wasn't like, yeah, you know, they were okay. Yeah, I've had that. Sure. But I'll tell you what, the reason I'm here at GoBundant is because of podcasting. The reason that I've uh, set up other business deals is because of podcasting. And it's not that I was searching for it. No, right. I just met some really rad people. It's like, hey, you're like-minded. You're a good dude. I would have never met you before. Right. I, I, it's just, it's such a unique platform mm. to hear somebody's story. And my favorite thing about it is no matter how well I know you, I did it with my best friend. I've known him 30 years. 
I learned something about them because we're asking deeper questions than just, hey, man, how's the family? <laughs> you know, it's like you have to dig. And I learned so much doing that. Can we geek out on podcasting? Yeah, man. Let's do this, because I know a lot of people that listen to this are either members or non-members. They started a podcast or they're, they're starting a podcast or whatever. Let's, talk, let's go through the art of podcasting from your perspective, sure. what you've learned. How do you procure guests? Good question. So I started with an agency that would literally just find people that were right for me. Yeah. And then it became very reciprocal. Oh, you do a podcast. I do a podcast. Cool. Let's do that. And now I'm being seeked out mm -hmm. to be on the show, which I think that's pretty cool where yeah. people are like, hey, man, I heard your show. I, I want to be on it. Or you have to go to this person. So much so, Jamie, that now we are recorded through March. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, it's a little too far in advance. Yeah. So it's a funny little game you have to play. It's like, I want to have all these guests on, but there's only so much unless you start doing it daily, which I'm not going to commit to that right. as much as I love it. Um, so that's how I found them. And it's just, it's evolved into this. I meet some of the coolest people on earth because of podcasts. No, no doubt. No doubt. How do you, uh, what's your, how do you ask questions? Like, how do you, do you, do you do a bunch of research in advance and write out the questions? Do you flow? What's your take on that? So I've done both. Yeah. I've, I've like really dug in and then I didn't like the interview because yeah. it sounded scripted. My questions were not genuine in my opinion. So I do a bio and man, I have questions ready to go if I ever fail, Yeah. but I've not really had that. In fact, I'm looking at my clock on, oh shoot, it's 45 minutes. I have to wrap this up. I, I got to do the same thing. I 100% just <laughs> dig in and it's like, I'm in a conversation yeah. and time just flies. So that's kind of my approach. And I like to get into something they're passionate about and really get their authentic answers. Like I've had guests that are like, hey, what are the questions you're gonna ask? And I'm like, nah, man, I, know. I don't want your scripted answer. I want a genuine heartfelt answer. And every time those have been the best. I've had those people that require it. I don't think I'll have them anymore yeah. because it's just not genuine. It's not, it's not on brand with you, right? It's not, it doesn't fit your brand. And I learned that going from kind of the beginnings of, of this podcast to you know, uh, God knows how many episodes later. In the beginning, I was focused on asking the right quote unquote, right question, mm -hmm. right? Like what do people need to hear? What would they want to know? Ooh, here's one. And like you said, I'd prepare and I'd have all these questions ready, but I've learned more. And, I, and you tell me if you think this is wrong or right, that uh, guests or not guests, uh, listeners are, are probably more interested in my curiosity than they are of you. They want to like, it's like walking up on a conversation. If you and I are having a chat, Somebody walks up. They're kind of interested in hearing what's going on. They don't want to, like, Jamie, can you ask him a question that I want, you, I want you to ask? They're just kind of curious what my curiosity is of you. Do you find that? 100%, brother. Like, you just get into the subject, and I always think, wow, this is something I'd want to know more about. Yeah. And people just, they glob onto it, man, because it's, it, it just ends up being such an organic conversation instead of it being scripted. And that's yeah. the best word I can use because... Every time it's scripted, I think of somebody on like an award show. If you win a Grammy and you, you've seen those really put together speakers, you don't remember them 10 years from now. The guy that gets up there is bawling, talking about his mom, 
You remember that That's for funny. a lifetime. Yeah. That's how I feel about doing the show. Yeah. That's funny. Going back to my wedding 12 years ago, we, we got married in the Dominican where my wife is from originally. And uh, uh, one, one of her brother or her brother uh, was like, I'm going to, he's a big dude. I'm going to wear a big Hawaiian shirt. And I'm like, do it. Because every picture looks the same at every wedding, right? Mm. Like, but you got a big dude with his big beard and a big Hawaiian shirt. Like, there's a story there. That's more interesting than the perfect image of it or whatever. Just like what you were describing about podcasting. thousand percent. I did it for a best man speech. I bawled my eyes out because this same. kid is my best friend. I did the same thing. And I've heard more about that speech yeah. than any of the other couple that I've done that I had really well prepared. So I just... Look, man, I'm me. Like I told you, said, is anything off limits? No, right. not one thing, man. I want the world to just, I want them to know this is who I am. Good, bad, or indifferent. You don't have to like it, right. but this is who I am. How do you use the podcast in the context of the larger business that you have? You know, that's an interesting question. I, as I told you off air, I don't think I'm a great businessman. So the contacts is really all I'm utilizing it for. But I believe in Let's Go Win. It's a movement. Yeah. I want everybody to get up and win every single day. And people are like, let's go win at what? I'm like, I don't know. Let's go win at life. Let's go win the day. Let's go win at business. Let's go win at your relationships. You can take it so many ways. So that's what I'm utilizing the podcast is really to get the movement out there. I want more people to hear about it. I want them. And it's not about me. There's a reason it's not called jmryerson.com or jmryerson podcast because I don't give a shit about me. There's no ego here. Yeah. I want people to win because if you're winning, I'm winning. It, it, it's, it's something that it's very, um, everybody grabs onto it. You sure. know what I mean? Just like losing is a habit, so is winning. So I want everybody to win. What are some of the, off of podcasting, we'll, we'll stop there because I want to ask you about the event and your, your experience so far and everything. But you've talked about habits a few times. What are, what are some, are there like, two or three, is there like a lead domino habit that you find is consistent that unlocks maybe the, the path to progress or the path to success for the hundreds of clients that you've trained? So you're going to hear the same thing almost every time. And it's, it's meditation, it's journaling, and it's gratitude. Now for me, it's meditation. It's specific type of, it's Tumo meditation. It's more of a breathing technique. Hmm. Um, but that's for me. You ask generally, most people, it's, it's literally making sure that they meditate and they journal every single day. I hear that so frequently. Um, you know, it used to be kind of like get up early and do that, but that's not the case for everyone. If they do these things, whether it's in the afternoon or, or in the morning or at night, it doesn't really matter. So those have been the two common things I hear again and again from successful people. Do you have a, is there a, a boilerplate to the type of journaling? Is it just free form, gratitude journaling? What does that look like? Brother, that is such a good question. So for me, it's, it's free flowing. Now, the playbook that I, that I wrote, it, it's very directed, like, hey, how were you feeling today? What triggers did you feel? I ask that very specifically because we all have triggers, right? Yeah, yeah. And trying to offset your negative triggers with a positive trigger is something I really do a lot of coaching on. So I don't know, for me, if I'm driving down and slow drivers, if I'm in the fast lane, I don't like it, but it bothers me. Right. And so my trigger to get off that is to turn on the radio, turn on a song that I love. Mm. And so that's another part, but to, for everybody, just right yeah. because if you get stuck up in here it's amazing it's the best form of free therapy available yeah. i've never had the paper say you're brilliant right i've never had it say you're crazy right. it doesn't say shit it just says it just lets me 
get it out there. That's funny. I'm the same. I, I was doing it in an app at one point called Morning Pages, like, mm -hmm. but but I found a lot more. Uh, I don't know, connection when I write it, physically write it. And I remember at one point being in my head about something. And it was like, if you were to be in there, it was like a colossal issue, whatever right. it was that I'm like struggling with. And I, I just said, let me journal this out. I wrote one sentence, and I kid you not, right after that sentence, I wrote the solution to the problem, just like that. Just because it got out of here, and it got down on paper. Journaling is so powerful. That makes a lot of sense. Well, to me, it's you're releasing it, right? Yeah. And that word very specifically, if you have a fear, let's say, and I, I coach on this. So recognize the fear, write it down. So release it, mm. burn it, tear it up, shred it, what, eat it. I don't really care, <laughs> but get rid of it yeah. and then react in complete opposite of that fear. That small little RRR exercise with fear is remarkable. You flew from the uh, heat of Florida up to the cold of Park City to hang out with us here today, which is great. Tell me a little bit about your experience so far at this event. Well, I'm a West Coast kid. I'm from Montana originally, so this is like my backyard that I grew up with. Um, so that it was definitely a coup. That was like, all right, this is awesome already. I love Park City. Yeah. The human beings that I've met in this, I know it sounds cliche, but it's just true, man. I've been a part of other self-development groups, and this is not to say anything negative about them. This is just a level up mindset-wise. And being as passionate as I am about mindset, I love being around people that believe they can do anything. Mm. And that's what you meet when you talk to these people. They're like, I could do that. Yeah. I have not heard a lot of self-limiting beliefs, which I really like. The other thing that I think is amazing, I've had more people, you do a podcast, let me subscribe. You do a pot, uh, you wrote a book, let me, let me grab it. The level of support yeah. is amazing. And so it, it's been an awesome experience. Yeah. I got a chance to talk to the keynote last night for a while. Mark, yeah. And he, it's just, you get to meet some really amazing human beings and very little egos involved, man. Yeah. If you can get him on the podcast, he was great. Oh, he's guest. on. I had him. Yeah, I was going to say, get him if you can. <laughs> and you got a room full of guys that would jump on your pod. You got guests for weeks at this point if you needed them. So that's great. Uh, you said about the, um, the difference between this and others. I have a theory on this, having been in other self-development groups or, or masterminds. What, any, any insight on what you see as maybe a difference? Like you said, how people are interacting and the mindset, but is there something about this that you think fosters that versus other groups you've been in? Man, that's a really good question. I've actually been asking myself that as well. I, I don't know other than you find, I think they've done a good job being clear with their culture and the pillars. And so if you don't feel these pillars, you won't, you won't feel like you belong here. Right, right. You will go ahead and remove yourself. And I've heard of people that were part of GoBundance and they're like, it's just not for me. Mm. Well, typically because they didn't lean in. Yep. They didn't buy it. And here's the deal. I actually did a video on this today. I'm like, if you don't lean in on whatever, your relationship, this meeting, you're not going to get a lot out of it. Yeah. But if you put yourself, so the first day I sat in the back at the tables, I was late getting there, not late, but I was, yeah. I was arriving right at the time. I've sat up front every single time since. And guess what? My experience has exponentially been better because I am front and center. I'm feeling the energy of the speakers. You can't check out when right. you're right up front. So it's an amazing organization. If anybody's listening to this and you're not, check it out. Yeah, no, it's I, I, that's funny you say that. I had that same sense 
uh, being a member that um, uh, it's, it's like Chris says, Chris Ryan, our CEO, it's a must show up to win type of organization. So showing up in the front. Uh, I think the avatar helps. I've not been in a group with such a specific avatar, like mm. millionaire entrepreneurial men. Like, so you're kind of around who you are in some ways. And then to your point, it's like any company. If a company has core values on their wall and they represent them, that company does really well, right? That's a, that's a thriving company. The pillars to me are the same thing, if you're thinking in corporate terms. They're the, they're the, uh, the, the, the uh, values of GoBundance. And if, I think GoBundance does a great job of leaning into those. And every guy here, the, I, I talk to a lot of potential members. And the ones that don't, I'm like, I, I wouldn't do it, are the ones who are saying, look, I'm raising for a fund or I'm raising capital for something and I need to be around high net worth guys. Like, well, you're going to be real frustrated talking about fatherhood or you know, being a better husband, or health, or whatever. That's most of the conversation, really. Right. Um, and then the financial aspect is sort of, sort of a part of it. So I agree that the, those pillars and what we do with those, I've been very impressed with in my time at GoBundance. So. Yeah, and it's not like I knew it going in, right. but the guys that told me about it knew I valued these things. Yep. And it, the other part is they don't cram it down your throat. It's just a part of the fabric of who this organization is. And again, I'm here two and a half days. I sound like an expert. I don't, but I'm telling you like the fabric and the DNA of this group are those pillars and it comes out. Love it. Well, let's hear a little bit about more about, let's hear a little bit more about Let's Go Win. The next iteration, you mentioned a book, kind of tell us where people can learn more about this, about what you're doing and and everything else. Yeah, thanks brother. Uh, Let's Go Win.com is my website. Let's Go Win 365 on pretty much every social media site you can get on. Um, I'm writing the next book to the chagrin of my wife, because that means a lot of JM journaling and being in the laboratory, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I, I, as I told you off air, I, I took a turn for marketing uh, or my sales, I guess, this year. So I'm only taking on three clients mm-hmm. and I'm really excited to dive in deep with just three because having like as many clients as I did last year, I love them and they can be a part of my group coaching, but I'm digging in with just three big clients and I love working with sales and executives and building team because building team and culture is actually what I'm, I'm passionate about it. Yeah. I love it. That's why I talk about it with GoBundance. They've done such a great job. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Appreciate you being on, man. It's great to meet you. Great to get to know you a little bit. We'll chat more, I'm sure, once we're done recording here. But uh, yeah, it's been a real pleasure. Brother, my pleasure being here. Thank you. You do an amazing job. I appreciate that. All right, man. Thank you.